Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the Bronco Bustin, Karen Randazzo. Annie, get your gun. And the fastest draw, Chris Randazzo. Thanks for the donuts, Duncan. We here on this week's episode talk television. Sometimes we get a little spoilery. So if you don't want Briscoe County Jr. spoiled, please go watch the please show. Please get a life. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> you need a hobby of some sort. Um, this week we are talking. I got the, the honor of choosing this show because I, I, I knew it was just a dead heat between Chris and I who was going to pick it first. Um, I chose Briscoe County Jr. Season 1, Episode 10, The Showdown. Okay, so Briscoe County Jr. is the son of Briscoe County, who was a, a, a bounty hunter law enforcement guy in the West. Way the old West. when? The cowboy and, days. Cowboy days. And he dies in the first episode. Spoilers, like I said. Uh, he he is, is shot. He is gunned down by Bly and his gang. Now, John Bly. John Bly and his crew were captured by Briscoe Sr. and on the train ride to take them wherever they needed to go to be, I don't know, incarcerated in some way, shape, or form, they got out and killed the father. Now it is Junior's job to hunt down Bly and his gang and bring them to justice. Uh... Which is like the through line plus this weird little sci-fi orb thing, which shows up like every fourth episode. There's a supernatural force that is the orb that, I mean, I am doing a current rewatch of this. I think I'm on like episode, I'll say 18, and I'm still not 100% sure what the orb is, but... We know, oh, oh. We know. You don't remember all I, the details of the ore? I don't. I don't. That's why oh, I Oh, should I spoil that for you? Oh, it's, <laughs> it, I, as soon as you tell me, I'll remember. And a lot of things, like, as I'm doing the rewatch, I'm like, oh, yeah. I remember. Because I watched this full through many years ago. Like, this episode, when I, I actually looked it up, it aired in 93. So it's been around for a while. Over uh-huh. 20 years. Oh, my God. I watched the crap out of this show when it came out. I I was in love with this show. Uh, one, I think it was. I feel like it, I remember it airing on Saturday mornings after Fox's Saturday morning cartoon lineup, which would be a phenomenal place for it. Yeah, and because uh, yeah, they used to do that a lot, where you would get a channel that had a Saturday morning cartoon lineup, and then it would transition to like some generally awesome family type entertainment that was more live live action Mm -hmm. and by generally awesome i mean usually kind of crappy but this show was great and i even specifically remember one week where um uh briscoe county jr and comet hosted the saturday morning cartoons (laughs) like they would introduce all the shows and in between (laughs) segments perfect great perfect it was so great so as chris referenced okay there are pretty much four main characters in this show. There's Briscoe County Jr., played by Bruce Campbell. Lord Bowler, played by Shonuff Julius Carey. I want to say Socrates, but I'm not going to. Socrates Poole, played by Christian Clemenson. And Comet, the horse, played by Comet. Play, played by himself. <laughs> and you picked an episode where Sock is not in it. There is no Socrates in this episode. Um, the reason I picked this episode, it had a lot of feels. It, it, it wasn't as as 
<laughs> light and light, light, light and fun. This one actually showed uh, some depths of Briscoe's past, and and I mean, I, how- I, you're you're not wrong. I just thought it, I found it very interesting that you picked on an episode that had no Socrates in it and none of the science, none of the science fiction elements, and none of the. Um, invention elements like that's another running thing throughout briscoe county jr is that it's, he tends to run into inventions before their things you know well like, they did duncan the that, best invention right. ever to come that's out of this right. show yes. Dunkin Donuts. <laughs> there's a couple there's a couple of running gags in 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 this show one of them is the next thing or the next big thing uh briscoe is very much saying that you know we're on the the cusp of the 21st century the 20th century and he's got to keep an eye out for the next big thing. And he doesn't know what he's looking for. But, I mean, there were a couple of episodes like uh, Rockets. That was a big mm-hmm. one. Um, motorcycles. That was another one. Like, it, it's it's cute. It's a cute little through line for the, the entirety of the show. Yeah. Uh, this episode was Dunkin' Donuts. Um, Lord Bowler, whilst playing Deputy for the episode uh it has a nice little conversation with a young man named duncan and he happens to have a bag of donuts it was cute it was was quite funny (laughs) annie there's an annie get your gun reference yes um there was also during a massage scene a joke about uh foreplay Ah, there was a foreplay that joke. Feels really nice, sweetheart. What do you call that? Foreplay. Uh, John Cougar Mellon. And that joke. was my favorite, favorite one. At one point in time in the episode, right, we'll get to that. So, this the couple of things about this show that you need to know. One, some of the best cold opens ever on television. <laughs> they don't, they don't introduce anything story wise. Well, that's not true. They don't give you any preface as to who the characters are that you're looking at. It something just happens. And this episode, um, a couple of bad guys wander into the bar and they confront the drunken sheriff. Now, the assholes of this episode are the Brackman family, and they are pretty much running the hometown of Briscoe County. The, the counties come from this little town. They've... they've wandered away to do their job and these people have taken over the sheriff was with senior briscoe senior when he died and he blames himself for not being able to help him so his life just went to shit after the death of the, of the father um but briscoe's junior's like childhood female friend the one he sort of grew up with like a sister writes him saying that they need help because the the Brackman family is just out of control and dad is is a slobbering drunk so he wanders into town at just the right time and I mean within the first I mean it's even before the credit sequence there is this knockout drag out fight where Briscoe beats the ever-living shit out of everybody in the room and Bola just stands there going nice good job impressive so after the credits, we are ex- it is explained the whole situation that I think it's Olaf is the one that that needs to be arrested and held for the federal government to come and, and acquire him. 
but I think it fan- was Bishop. Was it Bishop? Yeah. Because okay. Olaf was the one who was like screwing up the whole episode. That's right. So and all they're trying to do is arrest this guy and hold him till till the real authorities show up and the family that you know it's just not working out. Um in a nice confrontation in the middle of, of you know, the thoroughfare, the Brackman family says, you know, let go of my son because they did happen to arrest him. And whilst doing that, the mayor comes out of nowhere and makes Briscoe the sheriff of the town right in front of the, the drunken sheriff who was like a father figure to him, helped raise him when, when you know, his dad was out on the you know, doing his job out out in the fields, if you will. the The episode is really as as many horrible situations that the Brackman family could put Briscoe and his friends in. There is a scene where the uh, Briscoe and his you know his little girlfriend uh, his, Annie, his girlfriend, not get not Dixie cousins, not Dixie cousins. Well, there was a couple, but this I like this relationship better. Dixie is the constant girlfriend. Yeah, Dixie is like... (laughs) She's a whore. (laughs) We know she's a whore. She's a whore. It's okay. Annie is the girl he should be with. And at one point in time, they're like hog-tied in the middle of the street while the Brackwood family sends a freaking stampede after them. Which I just... I I didn't understand the the thought process there. Like, just... It wasn't a good thought process (laughs) at all. It wasn't wasn't a good plan. Um... So, I mean, the okay, the father figure in in the the, 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 the patriarch of the, the Brackman family decides to hire some outside help to take out Briscoe and his his crew, and that man's name is Utah Johnny Montana. Utah Johnny Montana does not speak. He has a little minion that speaks for him. Who looks oddly familiar to me? I know I've seen him somewhere else, but apparently he's like thirty and O in in, in shootouts, quick draws, quick draws, and, and he 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 did get shot in the throat once, so he's calling that a draw, which is uh, why he doesn't talk. Which is why yes, he has a big ass scar across his his throat. And another and, point that needs to be brought up here is that Briscoe is like. Killer um, with the quick draw. He's, very, very fast. He's like the best. He, I mean, everything about Briscoe is awesome. He's like <laughs> honorable and and awesome and and not like there are certain episodes. One of my favorite episodes is where he does um, like a shootout or actually not even a trick shot off with his character named Mongoose, mm-hmm. and it's the ricochet off of the two cast iron pans to, to shoot the bottle off of a barrel. Yeah. And he does it flawlessly, and then when Mongoose goes to do it, he ends up shooting his friend. <laughs> death by gun. Um, so there is a lot of gun. gun there's a lot of gun play show, in, the, in but this. But it's game. like, I mean, it's it's a, it's a Western. It's it's done like a Western, so I don't know. And, it's and almost it's, it's like... Not, it's not, Hard, it's there's a lot of gunplay in it, but it's not violent. It doesn't seem like violent. It seems like it's like pirates fun. shooting one another. You know, yes. it's it's yes. um, <laughs> life was expendable back then. <laughs> it was two jokes with with you know uh, Johnny Montana. His name is Utah Johnny Montana. And someone asks him, "Where are you from?" After he cho- just shy of chokes that man out, his little minion goes Idaho, which I found very funny, and. 
when he is introduces Utah Johnny Montana, another man says, "Wow, that's a that's a hell of a name." And his little minion says, "Well, it used to be Johnny Cougar Montana, but he dropped the Cougar because he thought it was pretentious." Ah uh, ha ha ha! John Cougar Mellon, that was funny. Anyhow, this this show, this specific episode ties in so much with with his family and how he felt about his father and how Briscoe was raised it shows that his honor comes from someplace a little bit deeper than just him he was raised by if if you don't count his father this this other unfortunate gentleman who happens to be you know in in it's it's Bob sheriff Bob he's in a rough spot that's it he's a little down and uh, Briscoe is doing everything he possibly can to help him and his family and the town that he came from. The, the 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 relationship between him and Annie you see like blossom all over again, and it's 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 a relief. It, it's a welcome change because his other courtships are you know like you know kind of hoary women <laughs> i don't know how else to put it it's a western there's the there's the, the 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 woman who sings on stage in the lingerie and she is like the main love interest throughout the entirety of this that's the one thing i'm not a big fan of when it comes to this show is his choice to continuously go back to that woman to dixie yeah i don't like i don't know i don't i don't i don't get it either way um at the end of this episode, just like in every other episode, Briscoe wins. He comes out on top. And he does that with the help of all of his 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 friends. He very rarely does it just by himself. He may do something phenomenal within the episode to show off his skills or whatnot, but it's like Bowler comes in the clutch and, and Annie like the the bad guys in this in this episode are running people off of what they feel is their land. Now they happen to be raising their cattle and on, on government land and the government decided to sell it to homesteaders. You know, that's what happened. So these people are moving in and doing what they need to do to start a life and these assholes are coming through and tearing down their fences and burning their houses and killing... Like, the, the reason this dude needs to be arrested is because he murdered someone in a land dispute. That's okay. Like that guy should be arrested, but the 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 father figures like, nope, nope, this is my land. The the culmination of this episode and the interaction between the Brackman family and, and Briscoe found out earlier in the episode that they happened to buy Briscoe's childhood home when the when Senior was killed. Briscoe just let the house go and, and, and sold it apparently very cheaply. And he made a comment, the, the, the Brackman father makes a comment that, you know, I've done a couple of things. I, I think you may like the changes that I've made. And at one point in time in the episode, they, they do show up in his house. And they leave. There's a little confrontation and they leave. Later on, when, when justice comes a call in, Briscoe flat out says, you know, I, I just nails him right in the face and says, you know, that's for putting up the horrible, horrible paper on the walls. Like, you just destroyed my father's house and I'm not going to stand for it. Like, th that's. Except the he did stand for it because he's the one who let it go. 
it's, this is it's true. Yes. Like, yeah, it was. It's it's but, kind of an interesting character moment because it, it would clearly going back to his hometown wasn't something that Briscoe wanted to do. You know, he kind kind he kind of tends to shy away from his past a lot, and uh, so he went back there because you know this girl asked him to because because mm-hmm. Annie asked him to. But uh, you know, the fact of the matter is is that he let his father's land go for a song because he was. He just didn't want to be connected to that anymore. Because that, that's another something that uh, I, I don't think this episode really hits on too well, is that there is some animosity from Briscoe towards his dad. Because, um, like, his dad was this legendary legendary guy, mm-hmm. completely legendary, known all throughout the West. And Briscoe clearly had a ton of admiration for him, but also resented him for not being around. Um, right. And that's something that I don't feel like this episode really – if you just watch this one in a vacuum, you don't really pick up on that so much because Briscoe being there, in his home – go ahead. There are other episodes within the series that really hit home with that. There is – I can't even remember what episode. I know there's an episode where Dad shows up again as a ghost. Yeah. And, like, they do have a lot of father-son moments within that, that episode. This is more – this episode's more about – what Briscoe is is willing to do for those that he cares about, like he is not about being the sheriff. He doesn't want to be the sheriff, but he sees no, it. he doesn't. Yeah, he, it yeah. Needs when to be the done. mayor comes out, it's sort of like a temporary appointment, just until the guy who gets arrested it gets picked up. Right, and it's and it's like he is, he comes running out out of nowhere and says, "Oh yeah, he's the sheriff now." Right, you're you're going to be the sheriff now. Like he he sideswipes him with the information, yeah. and. <laughs> you could you you could see that that Briscoe is wary about it because the guy that helped raise him is there. Yeah, he's a little rough for wear, but like he doesn't know if he should or not. He confronts him later. Yeah, he on. doesn't want to disrespect him, right? And even though he clearly knows that he's a drunk and he's not doing a good job, and that eventually comes to a head in the episode where he's <laughs> he just flat out tells him like. My dad would be ashamed to ride with you right now because you're just a drunken jackass, and that's not cool. And the 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 father or the the sheriff Bob does come around at one point in time. He that whilst one of them is in like there's something has to happen where everybody but Sheriff Bob has to leave the the police the, the you know the the jail cell, and they still have one of the guys in in there, Bishop. And Bishop somehow, I think Olaf shows up and slips him a shiv or a knife, yep. if you will. Mm-hmm. And that happens earlier in the episode. And he, he sort of holds I, on to that. <laughs> I really thought that wasn't going to pay off. It yeah, went, like, it like, went for a while. Like, why is he still having... They, and they, meanwhile, they're coming up with all these other cockamamie schemes to get him out of jail. Like, the guy's armed in the cell now. Like, just... You know, <laughs> let, it's, let nature work its course. <laughs> it also seemed like the bishop, the guy that was arrested, was like the best guy in the gang. Because <laughs> okay. once he got arrested, it seemed to me like that the Brackman gang was kind of like the worst gang ever. And it was like quickly falling apart, <laughs> completely inept and incapable of anything to the point where the dad was like, had to go hire Utah Johnny Montana. <laughs> like, yeah. that, not not a good gang. I was I was I was having trouble figuring out why, like. They were, they were, you know, had taken over the town so well, except that I guess the the current sheriff's drunkenness. Yeah, yeah. the current sheriff it's, was being a jackass, and they had numbers, you know? They had land, 
and uh, influence and numbers. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and the Brackman family really didn't do any of the crimes. They would hire, you know, their their field hands to do this stuff. So they never really got their own hands dirty. So that it was it was difficult for them to pin it on them specifically, especially the father. He didn't do anything. He just sat there and looked menacing with his cigars and, and boisterous you know, outbursts. Had wads of money to throw for bail. Yeah. Yeah, $100 in cash, which was a lot back then. I don't know if uh-huh. you know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the father does come, the Sheriff Bob does come around, and all it took was getting stabbed in the back. That was it? We should have done this years ago. And it was... It- <laughs> It was like he, you know, he spent long enough having to recover from the stab wound that he couldn't have a drink, and so he sobered, he sobered up. up. <laughs> and, and he, I didn't want to look at it that way, but yeah, that's probably that's, what happened. That's what it seemed like to me when I saw it. And it was, a, and it was a, like we find out that he's been stabbed because Annie and Briscoe are sort of canoodling, if you will, and he walks in, and they're... Briscoe's reaction, it was as if he was a teenager getting caught by his girl's father. Again. Again. this happened to them when they were younger. He walked in on them. And, of course, the Bob stumbles in a couple of feet and then falls down, and you see the knife sticking out of his back. So, at the, at, at the end of the story, at the end of this episode, Bob is good again. He, he, is, he is fully recovered. He is... Not going to drink. Well, at least he's not drinking now. He's got control of the town again. The Brackman family is out of power. Uh, the, the, the federal marshals have come and arrested who needed to be arrested. And the day is saved. The, the, thanks to the Powerpuff Girls. Thanks to the Powerpuff Girls. Which the, one is Bruce Campbell? I don't, I don't know the Powerpuff Girls by name, so I can't. Gee, I don't think he really fits any of this. He's, he's a Blossom, I guess. Yeah. He's Blossom. Um... <laughs> Bowler is definitely Buttercup. Buttercup, like, yeah, definitely absolutely. Buttercup. Bowler, and I guess that buttercup. would make Socrates Bubbles. <laughs> uh, Socrates should be mentioned, seeing as he's not in this episode. Socrates is—I want to call him the straight man, but no, nah, he's kind of just like this oddball nerdy type. He's, he's the. He, He's Fish usually the, the water type, the, the foil. Like he, he, everything ends up happening to him, in some way, shape, or form. Yes, um, he, like Briscoe always comes out on top, and Sock always kind of looks like a, a bumbler a little bit. Lord Bowler, who is one of my favorite characters in all of TV, dumb right? That I mean, he's he's Julius Carey. Like he hit my radar when he played Shonuff in. Uh, what was that? that Bruce Lee wannabe movie? Bruce Leroy. About a young black man who wants to be Bruce Lee. Come on now, help me out here. Nothing. I can't believe I I'm blacking on this name. Last Dragon? I, I, no. No, and, it was, um... <laughs> Crap, why can't I think of the name of that movie? <laughs> to, to the internet. Um, he, he is a... Like, Briscoe Kenny Jr. is a bounty hunter. Lord Bowler is a competing bounty hunter, and eventually... The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon. Eventually, they team up. And, like, Briscoe is a bounty hunter for justice, not for money. Lord Bowler is a bounty hunter for money. He doesn't give a shit about justice, really. But that slowly turns as the season progresses. This show only lasted 
one season. I, I think it's 24 episodes. 27. So there's not much to this show. It's a lot of fun. Especially, like, I'm not a Western guy. I actually don't like Westerns at all. I consider, like, this the Western that I will watch. <laughs> except Firefly. Yeah, what, say, Firefly a is a sci-fi Western. Yeah. If they, they, uh, they fly in spaceships, it gets a pass. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, old school Westerns. All horses, no spaceships, okay? Um, it's a lot of fun. It has a nice little sci-fi twist to it here and there. It has the overarching bad guy in John Bly, who pay, plays very little in this episode. He doesn't show up at all, but his name gets thrown around a bit, especially at the end, because the question is presented, well, now that the bad guys are caught, are you going to stay here with Annie? And he's like, well, you know, John Bly's still out there, and I got to do what I got to do. So, yeah. He bounces. Spoilers. Briscoe doesn't stay still very long, so. <laughs> all in all. It's also I'm, worth mentioning that this show is a part brainchild of Carlton Cuse of a lost fame. Yes. It is. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there. It's It's got a good yeah. pedigree. It's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a well-written show. It's very witty. It's, it's, a, it's so creative how they weave in all of the coming things like the rockets the motorcycles at one point like there was one episode where he's just walking down a street and he he hurt his hand and he's flexing his thumb and he's looking at it as if you know he's trying to like work a kink out and he ends up pushing his thumb out and someone asks him if he needs a ride like <laughs> it's cute little things like that that are that just all throughout this show it's a lot of fun and it's bruce campbell yeah, I have huh. to say, like, I'm, I mean, I've, I've seen the show, you know, mm-hmm. if, if <laughs> I don't remember whether I really watched it when it was on, but I know that Chris had this show on DVD, which is how we were able to watch this episode. <laughs> um, so I've definitely had to watch it. And, you know, I like Bruce Campbell. I like the Army of Darkness movies, all that stuff, but I've never really, you know, had a thing for him. But in this role, he's really dashing. He's very dashing. (laughs) I mean, you know, that opening fight scene, I was like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) The papers. And and then, uh, you know, later when he has his romantic moment, uh, skinny dipping with Annie, it was like championship sighing over here on my couch. (laughs) My husband will tell you, like, I I can sigh at a romantic moment with the best of them. And this was really, this was some choice material. Who knows? Maybe at some point in time, I'll make you watch Jack of All Jack of All Trades. Yeah, I believe that's what it's called. I think it was the uh, that was <laughs> it was Briscoe County Junior in space. No, I, I want to say medieval times, but it's not medieval. It was like Elizabethan era. Mm-hmm. I think he's fighting Napoleon. I think if I remember, I have to rewatch that. <laughs> so now it's funny that she mentions the DVD. Um, I, I, this, this, as far as I know, this isn't streaming anywhere. And I know uh, this show took a really long time to get to DVD. Like mm-hmm. when the TV TV on DVD boom happened, this was one of the this was one of the holdouts. And um, I don't really know what this show's current availability is, but buying this DVD set was just the 
um, one of the best decisions. Like as soon as that thing became available, I had been waiting for this show to be on DVD. Like it was one of the shows that I was just like, I want a complete series of Liquid Television. I want a complete series of The Max, and I want a complete series of Briscoe County Junior. And one of those happened, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, getting this on DVD was really really fun. And and another fun aside, you had mentioned that there are things that you need to know about this show. You mentioned the cold opens, but this sh- you cannot talk oh. about this show without mentioning the incredible uh, theme music. It's ah. just such a great theme song. Uh, so good, in fact, that NBC bought it and uses it to promote the Olympics, which. Uh, just went by which is hysterical because i remember getting this box set and then the olympics came on that year and i was like that's the briscoe county junior theme and i popped in my dvd i was like i'm right what the hell as as i start as i as i've been starting most of these new season episodes for us i will put in just about the whole theme song for this show because it is great it is a great song another thing that needs to be this I don't know if it's that I don't watch much TV anymore with commercials, but does do shows normally have a cliffhanger at every commercial break? No, this was uh, I believe this was a very intentional design choice to okay. th- make it seem like the old like reels that you would pick up in a movie theater kind of a thing. Yeah, because okay. they 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 had like a halfway through they were like chapter two. This is called yeah. something yeah. else. I yeah. believe all, they all went in three parts, and uh, like every single episode had three distinctly titled acts, and they were. Uh, it just kind of gives lends to that old timey feel. Like mm-hmm. this show evokes a sense of nostalgia that's. Um, and not even like of a specific thing. Just kind of it, it is done in a very old timey way, but with at least for the '90s a modern twist, twist. Uh, similar to another show Karen and I just binged the hell out of, which is Stranger Things, which <laughs> I can't wait to talk about in the not too distant future. Uh, holy crap, that show was good. But whereas that one kind of played on the general feelings and stylings of an '80s movie. Uh, really an 80s uh, you know thriller mm-hmm. scary movie with kind of a family twinge to it because it stars kids this really really this show Briscoe County Jr. pulls so much of what made old old forms of entertainment like the old you know movie reels that you get before going to a movie theater and stuff and westerns in general and adding a modern twist to it um, and it did it so well that it really is a very very special experience, and there's not a lot of other shows like it. Mm-mm. Yeah, I the stampede sp- scene especially made me think that that this is just kind of a special product, not necessarily of of its time, but like that shows like this don't get made anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right. watching these cows like there's literally but I don't know thirty cows and they're you know stampeding down a back lot of a whole street st- main street of a western town and i'm like i cannot picture this scene being made today like oh, at no. all absolutely yeah. not. absolutely not and and that's that's like it's it's unique in the way it presented this type of entertainment but it's pulling from the past that it doesn't seem old like it's a lot of times when you when you rewatch a show that you you know you 
grew up with, you remember Greatest it. American Hero. <laughs> you remember it more fondly than it actually is. <laughs> and fuck you, sir. <laughs> that could have been a lot worse, that show. It, 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 I, maybe it is because it is a Western theme and they do things thematically like a like a, a a western is made like whether if if someone goes out and makes a western now there's there's certain things that are presented in that genre and th- this show does that so it doesn't f- like it, it it doesn't feel dated except for the fact that you know Bruce Campbell doesn't look like that anymore <laughs> no there's there's certain Bless ways that the, yeah there's certain ways the show is shot that are very 90s you know it's it's still modern television mm-hmm. like it's it was it was ahead of its time when it came out i think it was slightly ahead of the curve like if you compare this to its contemporaries for its type of time slot things like uh you know hercules the legendary journey xena warrior princess th- this was kind of going up against those kinds of shows where they were like live action Cartoons. large series series <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was really all about, uh, they weren't primetime shows. Right. They were, like, daytime shows. The things you'd catch on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And um, I With, think this... Um, young, uh, oh, God, what the hell was the actual name of that show? The Young Indiana Jones The Young show. Indiana Jones Chronicles? Yes. Yeah, it, it seems like it's just in the same vein. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is in the same vein, although this show is much better than The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Don't Holy... you knock Young Indiana Jones. I watched the crap out of that show, and then it there was another show that was a stalwart that was took forever to come out on DVD, and then it came out on DVD, and I watched a couple episodes, and I was like, yeah, this didn't <laughs> age very well. <laughs> All right, I had a huge crush on Sean Patrick Flannery. Shut up! <laughs> Don't you judge me. <laughs> that's, look, that's another show I'd like to go back and try to watch more of, just to see if it did, get, in fact, get better, because I know there was at least one episode with Harrison Ford in it, and that was really cool, but um, man, that show I went back and rewatched the first couple episodes, and it was rough, but um, <laughs> Briscoe County Jr. I go back to, and because it's done so like intentionally tongue-in-cheek, it's, uh, I don't know, it, it, it works, yeah. and Bruce Campbell is a huge part of why it works. You know, that would be like, I don't, I don't understand it's like trying to make Castle without Nathan Fillion, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, like I said, Nathan Fillion and Bruce Campbell should be way more famous than they actually are. Like, they are cult famous. They're not Tom Cruise famous. Like, And they're famous for a reason, because they're very talented. They're more talented than they get credit, credit right. for. Right. Yeah. So. Because they're, you know, tend to be kind of goofy and do fun things. And I think, you know, that's that's them being true to who they are. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if they made different choices, they might be more famous, but they would be less who they are. And they they are both, I mean, very successful. I mean... <laughs> yeah, no, nobody's like saying Nathan there. Fillion, like, not for nothing, he had a primetime ABC show for, what, 30 years, however long <laughs> Castle was on? And, uh, and Bruce Campbell, I mean, that Evil Dead show is... What did that get Three. renewed before it even aired? Like, that yeah. show is successful. And, uh, I mean, he was on, what was it, Burn Notice for a long time, too. That was another show that ran yeah. for a long time. I don't time. think anybody's yeah. saying that the, those particular figures aren't, you know, that they're scrounging for work or anything. Yeah, but they should be household names. And uh, Yes. And, and right now, 
they're only household names in cool households. Yes. Exactly. So, I love this show. I ha- Me this, too. It's so worth the watch. Wherever you have to hunt it down, find it, whether it be the DVD. I, little side note, when I first started doing nefarious things, this was one of the first things I, I nefariously acquired. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do I want? <laughs> Found it, got it, watched it. So, the DVD is, uh, by the way, extraordinarily cheap. Really? The, uh, complete <laughs> series is going for $12.96 on DVD on Amazon.com. There you nice. go. Nice. I worth don't believe it is digitally every, anywhere, though. Worth every penny. Every penny. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm glad we got to watch this again. It's yeah, I, I still have a couple more episodes to catch up on. So if you if Chris or no Karen's next, right? If you mm-hmm. want to pick a f- later episode in this series, I'd be really okay with it, so I could finish watching it. But I oh, I'm gonna pick one, but I'm gonna do it way later, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the most science fictiony of science because like I'm I'm not gonna talk about the orb right now. We're gonna talk about the orb when we do an episode that centers around the orb, the orb. and the true identity of John Bly. Uh, which is just like, wow, show. <laughs> wow. See, uh, all right, we'll talk about it later, but I, uh, John Bly is one of the weirdest characters I've ever seen in TV. Yeah, he is. Weird. All right, uh, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk some news. Stay tuned. Coke vs. Pepsi. Batman versus Superman. Nintendo versus Sega. Brandon versus Travis. Rivalries are everywhere. And when used properly, they can lead to some excellent storytelling. They can also lead to Batman v Superman. Dawn of Justice. So I suppose it's a bit of a mixed bag. Either way, you should listen to what Brandon and Travis have to say on the subject in Apathetic Enthusiasm, Episode 83, Best Foes Forever. There was a time not long ago when there was more than two mobile operating systems iPhone and Android may have marketed themselves as your only choices, but Trish remembers another, perhaps superior operating system called WebOS. Sadly, it was relegated to a life of being the RC Cola of operating systems, and what a sad life that is. Read all about this marvelous marvel of handheld technology in before their time, WebOS, located in the think tank. The current political climate is toxic to say the least. With so much nastiness splashed all over the news these days, wouldn't it be nice if a premium channel like Showtime used their resources to make a show that actually gets to the truth of matters in regards to the candidates? Oh, they did? Well, I'll be! Head over to the Think Tank and read Chip Garrison's take on the circus inside the greatest political show on Earth in an article aptly titled, What a Circus! Dan and Chris know you have things to do, and that you can't spend all day trying to figure out what games to play this fall. The list is daunting, to be sure, with titles like NASCAR Heat Evolution, Yokai Watch 2, Fleshy Souls, Psychopaths, Mandatory Happiness, and other games you may actually want to play on the horizon. What games should you go after? Listen to the Stone Age Gamer Podcast, episode 115. I'm just not happy with the feathers yet. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you for taking uh, taking a little time out and paying attention to all the commercials that we threw at you. It's time to talk news. And uh, I'm just going to call it a, 
light news week. <laughs> I guess there are no big events happening where people are going to announce shit. So let's see what we can come up with here. Um, all right, Hulu. I didn't realize that this was an issue, but apparently Hulu has reached an agreement with NAD. <laughs> with your NADs? <laughs> oh, just in case you didn't know what NAD is, it's the National Association of the Deaf. Apparently they're going to be putting uh, closed captioning on all of their stuff. And good for them. Good. I, yeah. I, I thought you could get closed captioning on everything. because they. That's kind of how I thought it was, too. <laughs> well, I think you could get closed captioning on everything on like network television and cable services. But I think stuff like Netflix and Hulu, I think they're just such a different animal. Interesting, because I, 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 for some reason, felt like there was an option to turn that shit on. But apparently they are going to go and get captioning for the entirety of their library, it seems. Um, reading this further, they um, apparently there are some pieces of video entertainment that don't have closed captioning, that they are actually putting that in. If it's going to be on their service, it's going to have closed captioning, which is actually really cool. Agreed. Go, Hulu. Good. Go, go, Hulu. Good, good on you, Hulu. Uh let's stay on the internet webs tv stuff narcos is renewed yay for, for two more seasons sure <laughs> never uh, seen it <laughs> uh narcos is a, a show about pablo escobar hmm i'm pretty that he's a famous drug trafficker i don't know if you know that um if i'm not mistaken the second season the, the Let's just say Pablo won't be in season three. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's a flashback. Which is a thing. Like, Pablo Escobar, he, he did. <laughs> he not around anymore. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Apparently, um, it is more about the, like, um, what's that called? Like, you got someone undercover. So, the undercover agent or person is going to be going into another drug family, maybe? Don't know. But it's. I hope it becomes a sci-fi western. It would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've heard very, very good things. I myself have not watched this. I'm not a big fan of you know watching drug use on television, so I haven't actually partaken in this. But anybody that has watched it, I've spoken to, says it's really good. So good on Netflix for uh, right. This is a Netflix. Yeah, this is a Netflix. Right. Yeah, I feel this isn't. Yeah, Yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Giving it another two seasons, not just one, two. Um, this, okay, I don't know which one of you posted this. It's not really a television thing, but I think it's really cool that another comedy special by George Carlin has, has yes. shown up. Well, uh, it was recorded for HBO, right? Yeah. So technically it is a television thing. Yeah, it was, it okay. was, it, it wasn't, wasn't like HBO a uh, special. Yeah, it was it was it was a designed for TV special. Um, it is being released. Uh, apparently, George Carlin did an HBO special on September tenth, two thousand and one, and the title of it was "I Kind of Like It When a Lot of People Die." I Chris posted this article in our feed, and when he did, when he told me about it, in case he told me about it before I saw it posted. 
I said, I wish you hadn't told me what it was called and, <laughs> until we were on the air because my reaction to that title was like, it's, I can't reproduce it, but holy shit. Yeah. And it was the day, I mean, an HBO special has worked out for months and months and months before it's actually recorded and aired. Um, it, this was good to go and HBO shelled it. Or actually... I thought he was I think the one he shelved it. Made yeah. the call, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean... It, which is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely nothing wrong with that. And no, nobody's knocking his choices there. Um, but it is being released on Sirius XM. So that's pretty cool. We're going to get some George Carlin. I don't. He, he's been gone now for at least a decade, right? It's 2008. Yeah, uh, almost a decade, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to hear some... It's- it looks like it's just the audio being released. Yeah, yes. I would love it if like HBO would air the thing, but yeah, I, mean, I don't. Really... I don't see that happening somehow. I don't know why, but it feels like you know, airing it on TV is somehow is condoning it more than just releasing the audio and like people mm-hmm. can go and buy it if they want to. Right, it's only going to be available on CD and vinyl. Um, and digital platforms, audio, mm-hmm. it's not going to be available on DVD. So no. I'll be downloading the audio as soon as it's affordable for us to do so. Like yeah. payday. <laughs> I mean, the timing, obviously, well, there's a line, this is a New York Times article, mm-hmm. and <laughs> if timing is everything, Mr. Carlin had nothing. Yes. <laughs> says this, uh, this Times writer. But seriously, like... Timing aside, George Carlin's comedy is never not funny. Very yes. true. And it's never not, like, also completely true. Poignant and thoughtful and make, you know, when you listen to a, 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 one of his routines, especially in the later part of his career, it, like, for comedy, it makes you think. Like, he was an amazingly intelligent human being. That I miss him. pointed out the flaws in all of us. Um, it's it's a good thing that we're getting more of him, even though he has passed. Um, I'm just going to click on one of these tabs. Uh, Michael Strahan is now on Good Morning America. Was was he the co-host with... With Kelly Ripa? Kelly Ripa. Yes, uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah, on okay. live. He was. With Kelly Ripa. He was a football player. He's, he was. He, he was, and he's still a football <laughs> announcer. Or commentator. I've never, and I can't say I've spent a lot of time watching the guy because, uh, you know, live with Regis and Kathy Lee, which was then live with Regis and Kelly, which was then live with Kelly and Kelly and Michael. Kelly and Michael. Uh, I've never been a fan of this show at all, or any of the people on it. <laughs> uh, I haven't at- liked one of them. I remember seeing a few minutes of Michael Strahan being like, this guy talks like a football player. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> He's not very this, charismatic. There was this run where uh, ABC was sending him out to do, like, award shows and stuff. And he's a football player. Yeah, He seems like think... a very nice guy. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, he seems like a cool dude. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't mind hanging out with the guy, but, like, I don't know. He, he doesn't have a voice for radio. And that's 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 part of it. Like, 
I, obviously, he's a big, good-looking dude, and he's got a decent personality. But you've got to be able to to have that, you know, voice for radio mm-hmm. if you're gonna. You know, that was what made Regis Philbin so damn popular for so long. You know, the guy could talk, and he, he had could a talk voice for really radio well. and a face for radio as well. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gretchen Carlson lawsuit against Roger Allies Ailes Ailes uh, ends in a settlement. Uh, Fox News a while ago, uh, not even that long ago, was it like six months, give or take? Um, it was bro- sort of brought up on sexual, like the entirety of Fox News, specifically that dude was brought up on sexual harassment charges. Um, By a lot of, I mean, she lot. was the face of this whole scandal, but there were reports of a lot of women yeah, that this was, guy was basically a monster. Mm-hmm. And Fox News kind of like shunted him off into a corner. <laughs> and yeah, and she was she left, or was she let go? I think she left because of the situation, brought up mm-hmm. the lawsuit, and now is walking away with twenty million dollars, partially paid out of directly out of his pocket, which you know, which is some part small par- mercy. Well, it's part of his severance package, which was in the tens of thousands. I think it was listed here. Like it was, it was a lot of money that he got he, yeah. for his severance. Yeah, he made a lot of money, tens of millions of dollars, um, and he's still like technically on staff as like a consultant or some bullshit. And he's actually uh, thinking about pursuing a lawsuit for uh, defamation, defamation of character. <laughs> Well, to quote Mystery Science Theater, oh, you're rich and white. I don't see a problem with it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, it's not cool that, like, this person has made, you know, working, even if, you know, it's it's Fox News. I don't really like them. But nobody should be put in a situation like that in their workplace. Not cool. Yeah. No. no not cool at all. And it seems like... Fox News is starting to crumble in on itself. Like mm-hmm. other things, Greta Van Susteren resigned today, um, which she was on CNN, mm-hmm. right? Not Fox, but still, they, there's other things connected to this, like in the world of cable news, that it just seems like cable news has been teetering for a while and it's starting to fall down. Yeah, It'll it's only missed. so long that you can make news <laughs> entertainment and still be. You know, successful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Game of Thrones is bringing on uh, Jim Broadbent. And we don't know for what. We don't know why. And there is this great article. Um, it's I don't know why. I feel like it's a cute article because it's this guy. <laughs> but I keep hearing his voice in all like they're guessing like we have really no idea what character he's going to be playing because um, season seven is pretty much away from the books. There's nothing left really in the books for them to talk about. So they may like they're the, this article is, is, is guessing at what characters have been spoken about in the books that they may bring in to season seven or, Hey, maybe it's a character we don't know. And it could be, a, you know, a King or a, 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 whatever. And it's if you read this, and he has a very distinctive voice, this this gentleman, and 
he's very entertaining. I could see him playing any one of these characters and probably doing a phenomenal job at it. I love Jim Broadbent. He's always going to be Bridget Jones's dad to me above anything else. What what was the musical with um, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Tom Cruise's <laughs> wife? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, um, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. You see, <laughs> all you got to do is think about it for a second. <laughs> it hurt my head, though, like a lot. Yes, Moulin Rouge will do that to you. <laughs> it will and has. <laughs> he was so much fun in that movie. Anywho. I would really like to see him as the Mad King in yeah. played in flashbacks. Like, I think that would be phenomenal. That would be great. That would, that would be great. I think he, you know, throw him in anything. I'll be fine with it. Um, all right. Now I have two left. Which way do I go? I'm going to save. All right. Let's talk some Arrow. There's two little bits here about Arrow. Um, <laughs> there's there's Legends of Tomorrow talk. And um, Oliver's going to be on the show. Apparently they're going crazy with Legends of Tomorrow. And it just like throwing every DC comic book character that they possibly can at this show. You will watch this show. <laughs> We're going to make you like it. Um, okay. Season two is bringing on the uh, Justice Society of America characters. Obsidian, Commander Steel, Stargirl, uh, another version Legion of Vixen. And wait, uh, hold on. I'm not there yet. And Our Man. Okay. Then... Legion of Doom is also going to be on this show with the Reverse Flash from The Flash. Captain Cold, which is Wentworth Miller, so I haven't watched the show. Apparently he goes bad. Malcolm Merlin's going to be on the show and Damian Dark. There's no one left. That's it. Everybody's on this show. I, 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 I feel like I have to catch up. I, I, don't I don't. I don't feel like you do. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no you don't. I, I, as a matter of fact, I believe that the show specifically said you don't have to catch up. Like th- right. they're gonna. They, the second season is. But it's I, almost anthology esque. Okay. Okay. I'm not watching any more of season one. I'm gonna. I'll start with season two, but I'm not watching any more of season one of that show. All right, I'll suffer. Yeah, you. You tell me. You're gonna All put. Right. Uh, you're gonna put Wentworth, Wentworth Miller, John Barrowman, and Neil McDonough on a friggin' super team of villains. I'm there. Yeah. I'm effing there. Sold I don't care. Sold. I don't care if the rest of the show is just the one. The woman who played Hot Girl pining at at a board on a wall <laughs> I don't care what the rest of it is those three people same place same time playing villains sign me up I'm actually rooting for that team I hope the legends of tomorrow get their asses kicked <laughs> the rest of the show could be clicks and whistles and I would be fine <laughs> um, and other arrow WBCWDC news um Stephen Amell wants to be on American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> I'm sorry, you mean American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> oh, Matt Eisman, big fan of the show. Big fan of the show. <laughs> okay, now, I, I, this, is, this is great. This is just funny. I think it's cute. Good on you. But Matt Eisman's response, because it, was, it, was, it yeah. was brought up on Twitter, where Stephen Amell posted, Hey, at Ninja Warrior, I would like to compete on your show in 2017. Matt Eisman responds with, we accept. Can we borrow the Arrow Cave for the city finals? 
perfect response. That's perfect. They've already got a salmon ladder, so they're one one fraction of the way there. Yeah, I mean, like, dude's in good shape, uh, and clearly he's, I mean, he's... Where is American Ninja Warrior? What channel is that on? NBC. Yeah. Yeah, well... No, 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 I'm I'm just saying, that would be an amazing crossover. If he actually was on (laughs) American Ninja Warrior as Arrow. As the Arrow. As the Arrow. Well, I mean, he did that thing last year where he was in WWE. thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like, he had a whole fake thing with Stardust and... Stardust. Stardust. (laughs) Why I don't watch wrestling. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a great great idea. I think they would be perfectly... I don't think it would be difficult to come to uh, some sort of agreement to... No, he, don't mention just, the hell out of it. Yeah, just let and, him be Steve, and he's running. And we and, and most of the people will know why he's in the shape that he's in and able to compete in American Ninja yeah. Warrior. American and, Ninja I mean, Warrior. Let's not forget the fact that you know NBC was the channel that Constantine was on, and that character was in Arrow. That's so. true. I think it's kind of not fair to like the rest of the American Ninja Warrior community <laughs> to have this guy come I'm on. I'm willing to I bet mean, that the no. rest Stephen Amell does a lot of his own stunts. I'm willing to yeah, bet most does, of the American Ninja Warrior. He's not a professional warriors. parkour instructor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they're in better shape than he is. I'm just I'm throwing that oh. out there. I also think it's I I have a, a slight hesitation that CW might not let him because it's uh it's, ooh, an, insurance. an insurance risk like yeah. he could get hurt. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it's true. Sidebar: you, you mentioned WWE. Did you watch Ring the, the the Ring the Bell episode? I did. Yeah. When they went on the street, yeah. And, oh my God. <laughs> wrestler or <laughs> that was great. Stardust wrestler bit. or eyeshadow. <laughs> You guys, check cross out promotion. Check shout out, out to our uh, check out Ring the Bell. Ring yes, the Bell. watch Ring the Bell. All right, and finally, this story made me giggle with joy. Bill Nye saves the world. Is a show coming to Netflix? Yay! It's a talk show style show, um, starring Bill Nye, the Science Guy. I remember. When was Bill Nye on as the science guy? 93? 93 to 98, this article says. And I was on PBS. That bow tie wearing son of a bitch made science clear to everyone. And he's going to. Bow ties are cool. It's cool. He he took the mantle from Mr. Wizard and ran with it. Yes. Oh, Mr. Wizard. I forgot about him as well. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) This show is going to be a talk show type situation where they are going to be talking about um, science stuff and just like, how do they say it? Uh, We'll discuss complex scientific issues facing us today with episodes on vaccinations, genetically modified foods, and climate change. With the right science and good writing, we'll do our best to enlighten and entertain our audience. I'll watch it. I will too, because this man is entertaining. And wicked smart. <laughs> like watching, there was uh, a, a, him versus the. Um, there was a religious dude who didn't believe in something. Was it that man and dinosaurs? Like he was saying that man and dinosaurs lived together. It was. It was on like 
news. Like it was a newsworthy type thing where Bill Nye is looking at this guy going, are you serious? Like, are, are you, are you really like you believe that? Because like, that's really wrong. Like really, really wrong. So I feel they're not going to be pulling any punches and he would <laughs> Bill Nye's unfiltered style <laughs> along with experiments, which is They're going to have experiments. <laughs> so much fun. Netflix. And I really feel like this has the potential to, like, actually do something and become, like, you know, it become a thing that people, like, care and learn things from. Because, mm-hmm. like, Bill Nye is, you know, he's still in the culture. There are p- people making memes about him every day. Yeah, he's yeah. Like the meme king. I mean, I feel like this show has the ability to, to, to be for science what... Um, the Comedy Central comedy news esque shows are for news. Like there's yeah. there's a couple of them on the channel now, so I don't want to you know say anyone in particular, but a lot of people go to Comedy Central for their news because it's right. presented in very digestible and entertaining fashion. That is exactly the word I was going to use: digestible. Congratulations! And yet, it's not making news entertainment. No. It's remarkable how that works. Yeah. <laughs> they make the news entertaining without making the news entertainment. Yes. Yes. I think. I'm not 100% <laughs> also, sure what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to laugh, you should probably follow at Bill underscore Nye underscore though on oh, yeah. Twitter. <laughs> That's a funny Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> Retweet if you like animals and rocks and shit more than people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's actively not Bill Nye but it's an entertaining Twitter actively account. not Bill Nye this is not Bill Nye's Twitter handle alright peeps that's all I got it was a light week for news so anything you guys want to add I peeps are delicious cool Chris you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade. Dot com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both of the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at the ge- at, at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on the Twitters. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about any of the shows we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, Chris. So, I mean, thumbs up all around for, uh, Briscoe County. Briscoe, the Adventures yes. of Briscoe County Jr. Little um, postscript to that discussion. I was taking notes for the show, and I was just abbre- abbreviating Briscoe County, BC. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that's also Bruce Campbell's initials. Oh, 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 there it is. I, I know that is like nobody cares, Karen, <laughs> but I just had to get it out there. <laughs> I just had to say it. <laughs> so, all right. Once again, thank you all for paying attention to us yammer on about television. Um, 
this is coming out when? The Thursday? So, uh, a couple of us from Geek Aid are going to be at a video game con in Parsippany, New Jersey. Um, if you're in the area, come check us out. It's actually a really good show, especially if you like video games. Retro stuff to current-gen systems. So, check us out. Come say, say us, see us, say hi, blah, blah, blah. So, from all of us here at this week's episode... I'm Evan. Would you like to know what we're watching next time? Oh, crap. I keep forgetting to do that. Why do you let me go that far? Karen? (laughs) Yeah, blame it on us. It's all your fault. (laughs) I'll just edit that out. Karen? Yes. It's your choice next week. Yes, it is. And it is going to be probably my last choice uh, for an episode of this show before I have my baby. So wanted to go all out on the baby stuff, and it's finally happening. You guys, we're watching Call the Midwife. <laughs> Season 1, Episode 4. Doesn't have an episode title because they don't have episode titles. <laughs> but it should be easy enough to find. Season 1, Episode 4. Babies aplenty. Babies plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Frisco, good night. Mixer round and round, he turns. <laughs> what? <laughs> John is obsessed with these uh, truck videos. Uh huh. <laughs> and uh, each one of the truck videos is a song, uh-huh. and the songs are really catchy. <laughs> Especially when your adorable three-year-old son. Like sings them nonstop. <laughs> dump, like, dump, dump, dump it, dump it, dump truck. <laughs> Coke versus Pepsi, Batman versus Superman, Nintendo versus Sega, Brandon versus Travis. Rav- <laughs> <laughs> Raviolis are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's your episode title. <laughs> Rivalries are everywhere. And when used properly, they can lead to some excellent storytelling. This is so much better with Ralph Raviolis. <laughs> because when Bruce used properly, they can lead to some excellent storytelling. And really, well, what things wouldn't be made better by having ravioli everywhere? <laughs> Sorry, Evan. Great. <laughs> that ravioli thing is right up there with, do you have a bucket? <laughs> Which is what the what I responded when the lady at the ice cream place asked me what size Sunday I wanted. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dude, I'm nine months pregnant. If I want a bucket of ice cream, you better get me a bucket of ice cream. Do you have trough size? <laughs> and this concludes our broadcast day.